Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Candace Paul, and on today's episode, I will be reading a chapter from my first book, Spiritual Warfare. Feel free to download a copy on Kindle for only $4.99 so you can follow along or read ahead. Each recorded reading will be clearly labeled so you don't miss anything and you can hear every chapter. The sequel, Spiritual Warfare Rise to Power, is also available. Make sure you get that too. So without further ado, Spiritual Warfare by Candace Paul. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28. Chapter 2. The Truth. Jade's skin blistered from the intense heat. Every pore on his worn body seeped blood. His torso twisted 180 degrees as his bubbling skin melted off the muscles, grafting his body to thorny ground. He fantasized about ending his suffering, but understood there was no end. Some time ago, though in a place like this, time is irrelevant, a thorn had grown into his eye. The pain was so excruciating. There were moments when he screamed so loud and for so long, it stripped the flesh on his throat raw and his blood flowed freely. In other moments, he fell silent, unable to find the strength to even moan. What was the point? No one listening would come to save him, and those who were only reveled in his misery. Others had given up completely, but Jade continually struggled for that one ounce of control. He was able to rip his arm free from the ground, but a strange force put it back. He cried, but no tears welled in his eyes, and though his body ached the familiar ache of sorrow, no water would surface and grace his cheeks, giving him the slightest relief from the sweltering heat. Flashcard memories flipped through Jade's mind at every waking moment. Every formulating thought is about how he got there, and the thoughts are the most painful. He now sees where he went wrong. Anytime happiness comes to mind, worms with razor-sharp teeth crawl through his body and begin feasting on his organs. The glimpse is sometimes worth the pain, but it gives him no feeling of peace. In this place, he can never achieve serenity. As the painful thoughts lingered in his mind, a giant beast with shaggy matted brown hair, horns like a ram, six large black eyes and fangs that jetted out of his mouth walked up to Jade, exhaling its rotting breath. The beast's deep voice echoed through his body. What's your, What's your name? I am Jade. You've been summoned. summoned. Without hesitation, the beast extracted his claws and dug them deep into Jade's throat. Blood gurgled in his mouth and pooled around the beast's claws. The beast ripped Jade's body off the ground, threw him over his slimy shoulder, and proceeded to walk across the thorny soil. Jade winced at each step. Jade's eye scanned his surroundings. For the first time since he had arrived, there were countless people being subjected to all manner of torturous punishments. There were holes above. Every few minutes, the holes vomited piles of people. <laughs> Groups of beasts waded around the piles and ripped and bludgeoned through them as they laughed. Some beasts began violently raping anyone they could grab. 
The air was filled with a cacophony of weeping, moans, gnashing of teeth, and blood-curdling screams. Jade could hear the sound of skulls cracking as they walked. The beast carried Jade over fiery plains and searing mountains until finally they reached a fortress unlike anything Jade had ever seen or could imagine. There was a towering black iron door protected by two beasts. The three began speaking a language Jade could not understand. The door slowly opened to reveal a long bridge over a moat filled with blood and ligaments. As they crossed, Jade saw eyeballs still moving although separated from the sockets. There were half-eaten bodies and huge piranha-like creatures continually feasting. When they finally reached the open door, it revealed a long, dark hallway. The door was a gleaming void of black marble, and the walls were lined with an endless assortment of treasures and jewels from every major period in Earth's history. Jade recognized some of the artifacts, but noticed they were not as they should be. At first glance, they were beautiful, but upon looking closer, small details had changed. They all had a satanic element, which made them frightening. Jade noticed symbols he had seen before on currency and in art, which when he was alive seemed to have no meaning. He now realized they did have deep meaning. Enormous mirrors stretching from floor to ceiling with fancy frames engraved with intricate designs lined the walls. They sparkled with gold and diamonds and other exotic stones. There were so many reflections, doors, and hallways. Jade assumed it could have been easy to lose one's way. The beast finally deposited Jade in a dimly lit room. There were beaten, maimed, and hideous-looking bodies seated at an unfathomably long table. They stared at their empty plates, heads lowered, and gazes unwavering. Huge reptilian monsters that stood approximately nine feet tall entered the room and took seats at the table. They growled, intimidating all who were seated. We waited and waited. Then he appeared, Satan in human form. He was beautiful. The most handsome man Jade had ever seen. He walked in slow motion, time seeming to crawl as he strode up to the table. He stopped abruptly, and everyone focused their attention on him. All, All eyes, eyes on, on me, me. Exactly, exactly how, how I, I like it, it, Satan said. His voice was smooth and rhythmic. He requested a glass of water and slid it down the long table. There was a short pause. Jade glanced around the table, and immediately five of the guests jumped for it and began fighting like rabid animals. Satan snapped his fingers and beasts grabbed each one and tossed them into a pit of fire. For those of you who don't know who I am, I have many names. The silence in the room was a sharp contrast to the horrific noise that Jade witnessed just beyond the walls. It was so quiet one could hear a pin drop. Satan stood. I take many forms. He transformed himself into a beautiful woman, a cat, a snake, and then into his true form, a beast. He grew taller and larger than the other beast, opened his mouth and roared. His breath created wind which enveloped the room and blew a few out of their seats. His claws were extremely long. He had short red hair all over his body and his eyes were solid black. 
Let me save you the suspense. You all have been chosen to return to the world, my world, he said. Each guest looked at each other, uncertain of what this meant. Were they getting a second chance? Could they start all over? Then Satan sat down and transformed himself back into his original form, and the other monsters followed suit. Satan told the guests to stand in front of the mirror. Instantly, an image of them as they were on earth appeared. They were happy, healthy, and whole again. They began touching their bodies to see if they had actually changed into the images they were viewing. Jade marveled at how green his eyes were. He had forgotten. You can have all of this again, Satan said. The images vanished and the mirror revealed their true appearances. A beautiful woman stood up and began to speak. You have been selected to become soldiers in the Dark Army. Your charge is to collect as many human souls as you can while stationed on Earth. The more souls you collect, the longer your stay will be. When you return, you will have a higher rank in Hell. Are there any questions? Satan asked. The guests were fearful and hesitant, but Jade needed clarity. Are we being sent to Earth to kill people? Satan and his cronies began to laugh. <laughs> you stupid souls always amaze me with how little you know. You idiots truly know nothing. You cannot kill a human. There are some rules. Unfortunately, only he has the power to take human life because he created human life. But humans have the power to kill themselves or other humans. This is where we work. Satan's laughter dwindled and he began staring in deep thought. He stood up abruptly. If I had the power to murder every human, I would wipe the earth clean with their blood. None of you deserve to live. They should all burn in hell. He started roaring and howling and breaking whatever was around him. Another guest began to speak. So, how do we acquire souls then? Satan stopped in his tracks, breathing heavily. What did you say? He snapped. Everyone except the guests knew that Satan went on wild tangents and had fits of anger that lasted for quite some time. No one dared interrupt him. Everyone had to sit and listen to his hate speech for as long as it lasted. The guests became increasingly more nervous. I, I just wanted to understand how we could collect souls if we could not kill them. No, no, no. You interrupted me while I was speaking. This is my realm. I reign. I have no God, no master. I am God. You are just a stupid, worthless soul that is here for me to torture, Satan barked. Satan lifted him out of the chair, pinned him to the wall, and summoned other demons to claw away at his body. The other guests cringed as they watched the mutilation. Satan sat down at the head of the table and spoke again calmly. So, where was I? Ah, yes, the rules. We will train you in the dark arts, magic, esoteric knowledge, owning power from me, and most importantly, persuasion. While we cannot kill humans, there really is no need. 
If given enough time, enough opportunity, humans will certainly kill themselves. The guests listened closely, now aware of how they had been deceived. Satan looked at them and began grinning. (laughs) I'm sure you're surprised that I exist. Satan watched their reactions. He enjoyed bringing this monumental oversight to their attention. Jade lowered his head in shame as Satan broke out in hysterical laughter. (laughs) See how utterly stupid you creatures are. The Dark Master got up from his seat and smacked each guest over the head as he walked down the aisle. These idiots are so pathetic! And this? This is what God loves supremely? These morons are who he bestowed free will upon? The thought sickens me, Satan said. Satan's laughter soon became extremely agitated. (laughs) They appreciate nothing they are given, nothing. You create them and still they choose me, they choose me. He toppled over in laughter. Like a child, he rolled over on the floor, barely able to catch his breath from gut-wrenching laughter. That's why I knew, that's why I knew I would get more souls than him. I knew it. I am so much smarter than him. He rose from the floor and transformed himself over and over again into the most beautiful objects, animals, and humans. He kept repeating, I am great, I am better than the father. He kept repeating it as though repetition would somehow make it true. Everyone watched afraid to react. The guest and the monsters were not sure whether to laugh with him or to stay perfectly still. He was creative when it came to torture. No one could predict what was next, and that alone was terrifying. He continued on his rant and called three naked women with chains around their necks, a man and one of the monsters. He dragged them into a dark room and slammed the door. The guests stayed silent as they heard crying and screaming from the next room. One of the monsters stood up and spoke. To finish what the Dark Prince was saying, There are many ways to kill humans without actually killing them. More than black magic, the powers of persuasion and distraction are the best tools in our arsenal. You were sent to hell because you did not believe in God, and you certainly did not believe Satan existed. This was not happenstance. Someone or something convinced you this was true and distracted you long enough to keep you from seeking the truth. You were fooled. This time, you will be returning to Earth with full awareness of what is happening around you. However, your fate is sealed. Your soul, the form that you have now, is tied to and owned by Satan. After you acquire knowledge of the dark arts and learn how to harness power from Satan, you will become a demon. You will no longer have any resemblance to your old human form. However, You will be able to transform and give the appearance of a human in order to walk amongst them. Satan will determine how long you stay on Earth. If you are doing a good job of acquiring souls, he will allow you to stay longer. When you return to Hell, your rank will be higher and you will be servicing the Dark Prince. You will become more than just a tormented soul. More than just a tormented soul? Jade pondered. What did that mean? Would the souls become like the slovenly beast that brought him to Satan's chambers? 
or like the beast roaming around continually tormenting souls? If so, their fates weren't any better. They were just slaves to Satan, exacting his punishments for eternity. The souls were reflective, as the monster, now understood to be a ranking official, elaborated on the technicalities of getting back to Earth. We use the dark arts to enter the world. Again, this annoying concept of free will is the nonsense we have to circumvent. We cannot actually enter the world unless given permission to do so by a human. Satan is the only one who could do that. If humans want to communicate with us, they must use the dark arts to summon us. And then we can enter. One of the oldest and best tools is a Ouija board. But over time, we have devised thousands of other ways. The key is to open the spirit. You can do this by gradually weakening the spirit over time. Subliminal messaging has worked wonders. We have been priming people to accept us for decades. TV and the internet have helped our message grow easily. Thankfully, this is a time in Earth's history when almost anything a person does is tolerated and even accepted by their peers. There is no shame anymore. We have so many humans using the dark arts and opening their spirit, it is effortless for us to get to Earth. Once their minds are open to us, we can use whatever tool we need to convince them to bring us into the world. Since Satan planted the first seed in the garden, it has become easier and easier to acquire souls. Most times, humans do the work themselves. Jade now had a better understanding of the goal, but was still not completely sure about how this goal was achieved. He thought about his own life and could never remember a demon ever coming to him in the middle of the night and having him sign his name in blood like the transaction is often portrayed. He could not even remember any definable moment when he could tell that his soul was sealed to the devil. So he asked, but how do we get a hold of the souls? The official sat down and spoke to them candidly. All you have to do is get a human to pledge his allegiance to the devil. Now Jade was very confused and questioned whether his presence in hell may have been a mistake. He never used those words, I pledge my allegiance to Satan. As if the official read Jade's thoughts, he asked, but I bet you're thinking you never used those words, right? The souls nodded in agreement. Because you don't have to, the official replied. As I stated before, being sent to hell is a series of choices. Every choice you make either pushes you closer to heaven or closer to hell. One day, a man could wake up and completely be aligned with Satan because every choice he made was never for the greater good. It was always to advance his interests, motivated by greed, lust, pride, gluttony, sloth, envy, or vengeance. You make the conscious choice that everything is about you. That is when you choose to separate yourself from others and most importantly, become too prideful to even ask God for forgiveness. That is when your soul is aligned with the devil and that is our goal for humanity. Hearing the truth was unbearable for Jade. If he were able to cry, tears would never stop. For the longest time while he laid in torment, for some reason, he could not think of God. The thought of God never entered his mind. But ironically, in Satan's palace, in the middle of hell, 
God is the perpetual topic of discussion. How to conquer him is all that Satan ponders. God was real. Consequently, more than the pain he'd experienced since he had been there, what hurt the most was realizing that even the thought of God was a source of comfort and the damned were incapable of thinking about God on their own. He knew now that the worst part of hell was not the fire, the brimstone, or the worms. It was the complete and utter separation from God. Just then, Satan walked out of the room, soaked in blood and smiling as he spun the decapitated head of a girl on his finger. Are you all motivated now? Satan asked. As time passed, Jade's sadness quickly faded and he could only muster up feelings of hate and revenge. He now hated humans for having a chance at salvation, a chance he envied. He decided then that he would do the work of Satan and direct all his hate toward the living. He now would do anything to see the demise of mankind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that reading of Spiritual Warfare, please show your support by downloading a copy on Kindle. Make sure you tune in for the next chapter. Please also subscribe to A Knowing Spirit. The link is in the description. Until next time, God bless.